Welcome back to the She 2.0 podcast. As you probably heard from the end of our last season, I am flying solo for now. So help a girl out. Email me, DM me, tweet at me, or send a flare. I don't care how you do it. Just let me know that you're out there and listening. Tell me if I'm helping you. Tell me if there's something you want to learn more about. Tell me my jokes suck. I don't care. Honestly, I'm open to all of it. So kicking off the season, I want to talk about how women are portrayed in menopause and why it's all bogus. Whenever I look at stock photography or articles about women in menopause, it's always the same. Some poor, tired, old woman with her head in her hands cooling off in front of a fan. She looks exhausted, depressed, and worn out by life. She makes me want to give up. But then I met Lou Featherstone, or Lou in Lou Land, and she changed the way I saw it all. Lou is spirited, hilarious, and not afraid to let it all hang out. I love her style, her wit, and her sheer abandonment of the stigma and taboo around aging and menopause. Lou is a 51-year-old mom on a mission to help women of all ages be completely confident in themselves. She has this really cool psychedelic kick-ass boss named Susie, and together they're touring around the U.S., giving a voice to those who feel that they don't have one, spreading sex positivity, as well as busting the myths on midlife and menopause along the way. Through her self-love revolution, she talks about the tools to rediscover confidence and fall back in love with our minds, bodies, and encourages us to step out of our comfort zone and shake things up. One day, my goal is to pack up my bags and go join Lou and Susie for some margaritas, shopping, and road trip shenanigans. But until I can get down there, please tune in to Lou Featherstone. Hi, Lou. Oh, hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Sitting here in Austin, Texas. Wow. Is it hot as hell down there? It is hot as hell. I, when I bought the, I bought a vintage RV and I'm in the middle of a tour. Um, and everyone sort of, what's the route? What's the, what's the route? What's the route? <laughs> I'm going, well, I'm, I'm going down. I'm going to go down to Austin and I'm going to go down to New Orleans and I'm going to make my way up to Nashville. And they're like, wait, when are you going? And I'm like, June. And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's way too hot. And I went, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Oh, my days. Yes. It was, but it was an interesting decision. It's hot. And then in Phoenix, um, in an Arizona, they were all saying, oh, it'd be worse in Texas because of the humidity. And I was thought, I don't really understand what everyone was talking about. I was like, well, it's just hot. <laughs> it's hot, right? Till I get to Texas. And then I'm literally sitting and my eyeballs are sweating. My eyelids are like pouring. I'm like, what on earth? Is this? this is, yeah. oh, this is humidity. <laughs> yeah. Humidity is like putting a hot wetsuit on over top of like an already volcanic body and it's so ironic that you're in the hottest places while you're doing your menopause tour (laughs) right is it a hot flush is it humidity nobody knows exactly (laughs) i want to include pictures of um your vintage trailer uh for listeners to see because i had the uh, opportunity to have a little visual virtual tour here what is your trailer's name it's Susie. name is named after my mum who died from Alzheimer's just before Christmas. She oh. had a very, yeah, she had a very long battle with that. It was awful. Sucks. Don't recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she died just as I bought the bus. So it was, it was a no-brainer what she was going to be called. Yes, but, um, of course. Um, funnily enough, my sister's just flown in from England to join me um, for a bit of the tour. And of course, Susie was her mum too. Um, and yes. so it's so nice because all my family are in the UK. So she's the first one to see it. Um, and she dreamt about mum on the first night 
she woke up she said I haven't even dreamt about mum until she died and she woke up she went I've dreamt about mum I didn't like it and burst into tears Aww. but I was like but she's just saying hello and that she's happy you're here I think anyway but it's been so it's been lovely naming her after mum because so many people of course everybody who walks by her wants to talk to me about her what is she what's going on I get to tell everybody it's named after my mum because she was such a badass um (laughs) it's named after my mum who died so I get to talk about her all the time and when we're trundling through the Texan desert and I'm really scared I'm gonna break down in the middle of nowhere I, we have some very good chats. <laughs> <laughs> She's your guardian angel on tour. It's so nice. It's really weird. I think it's really helped me because I get to talk about her all the time and remember her in the best ways. And so it's really nice way to keep her memory going. Yeah. I hadn't anticipated. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I'm excited to get, I'm going to, I plan to take her back to the UK. So um, my dad will get to see her. He, he's he's over flying long haul now. I tried to get him to come out for a bit of a tour. He was like, oh no, I'm too old. Too old no. to be around <laughs> a bunch of women talking about hot flashes <laughs> in a super hot place. <laughs> I know, right. So your mom, Susie, did you and your mom used to chat about menopause? Did she tell you about her oh. own experiences and... Can I tell you that's one of, if you ask me what are, what's the worst thing about losing your mum is it's all the questions. And although she only recently died, she lost her words because of the Alzheimer's many years ago. And I have been desperate over the last 10 years to ask her, you know, what, what did you do? I remember a lot of fighting and I remember there was HRT and that's all we can remember. My dad, obviously. Of course, my dad remembers when she was menopausal. Like, we, we need yeah. these questions answered. Yeah. Like, I was frustrated. I was talking about it with my sister this morning. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I remember her being, I remember it as a, a thing in the house. Yeah. <laughs> it was obviously caused a lot of tension. And one of my, one of my really dear friends, she talks fondly about her mum going through the menopause. She threw a jar of jam at her one day in a, in a menopausal <laughs> rage. Uh-huh. So you, I was like, oh, maybe I got off lightly with my mum then. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I got off really lightly because um, I think when my mum was going through the worst of it, I had moved out to British Columbia for about five or six years. And I think those were likely her hardest years. So I didn't really get to see mm. what she experienced. And even now, like, I, I think it's like, you know, when you have a baby, you forget 10 years later what the whole experience was really like. So, you know, with my mum, I ask questions and I don't mm-hmm. think she can remember a lot of it. No, I mean, God, brain fog. That's, I think that's probably out of all of, all of it, that's the worst bit for me. It's just the brain fog drives me absolutely potty. And then to sort of see my son so frustrated because I'm trying to find a word. Yeah. <laughs> and, then I, and then, of course, because of the family history, I'm like, is it the menopause? Did I drink too much last night? Oh, is, it, yeah. is it Alzheimer's kicking in? <laughs> But I think that's um that's a big fear for women is with the brain fog. I know that um with my own circle of female friends, they get really concerned about the brain fog because it is so jarring to not remember mm-hmm. a basic noun or a pronoun. Um and they they worry that it it is leading to Alzheimer's or something. You know, like and I feel like we all worry about that. Like is this coming back? Are we going to get our memory back, our words back? Mm-hmm. I it's a fear. Yeah, I feel like my all... sweet, 
my feet grew a size when I was pregnant with Oscar and they never went back. That was annoying. I'd start changing my shoes. Well, <laughs> my right foot grew half a size and the left foot stayed the same. So try getting a seven and a seven and a half. Not so now easy. that is annoying. You win. That's really that, annoying. I do win. Really yes, annoying. I'm winning you the definitely. downward spiral. Um, yeah, I feel like all women who have kids should have to write a journal about menopause and it should be required reading for all of their daughters because we forget. And, we and forget. like you said, with the brain fog, we really forget. Well, it's interesting you say that because, you know, my, um, on Instagram, I've got, you know, I've got quite a community on Instagram and I can see what the ages are of people that follow me. And my biggest demographic are 33 to 42 year olds. So they're women who are younger women who are looking forward to the matriarchs to the to the wiser older women or well, I'm not calling myself a wiser old woman depends how many margaritas I've had four or five <laughs> margaritas in I'm very very wise Why? um and god forbid if you would disagree with me um but yeah I, and they it's like you know it feels you know when women have always needed women and gathered together you know needed that support and if you you know lots of people don't have a mum to ask or have a mum who can't remember how to speak and you know, so Instagram for me is kind of like, is, is that like this? I love the community that I built on there. And I, you know, I, social media is the devil in the deep blue sea, right? We know yeah. the, we know the pitfalls. It's awful. And, mm-hmm. and lots of it is, is terribly distorting, particularly for women growing up, which is why it's so important for me to be who I am and real, which sometimes people do a bit much, but oh well, sorry, not sorry. But, you know, to show, show younger women that it, doesn't just have to be miserable getting older there's yeah there's, you know it sucks not being able to remember things and the hot flushes are just really I mean I they they're just comedy might ruins my hair and outfit on, a, <laughs> on you know but I've actually really embraced it and I really believe there's a lot of it you can switch your mindset positive for dealing mm-hmm. with these things and it really helps and then little things like you know, keeping fit um, really helped me. Lifting weights is so good for your bones from a physical sort of, you know, osteoporosis point of view. It's really important. And actually then lifting weights started to, and finding fitness. And I didn't start, i am you know, been obsessed with fitness for about 10 years, but I didn't get into it till I was 41. Um, people are like, oh, have you always been fit? I found it so late in life. I gave up shopping for a year because I was a terrible shopping addict and I was trying to cure myself of that. And so to sort of fill this gap where this shopping addiction, which was quite chronic um, and has, has ruined quite a lot of my life, I've filled the gap with fitness. And I just found such a power in getting fit and being able to control my body. And, you know, and that's helped me then as the menopause comes. I know my body so well. And I, you know, I, I'd love to say I take, I should take better care of it than I actually do. Um, I like to balance a workout with wine. So there's, you know, I'm all about balance. (laughs) But wine is kind of like a hand weight, right? So you are getting that bicep. Yeah, exactly. A little bicep curl going on there. (laughs) I like what you said. Oh, and P.S. I have to say, I did see your butt on Instagram and you should be proud. Um, Thanks. (laughs) I think, uh, I think we talk so much when we, when we have conversations around menopause and like you said, online, social media, mainstream media, movies, entertainment industry they're all to blame but we're also to blame you know for the way we talk about it to each other we talk Mm -hmm. about menopause being this big change physical you know you and i just talked about losing our memories but we Mm -hmm. don't talk about the change that should be happening which is the mind shift change like 
You said something, you talked about, you know, the fact that you could go out and buy really nice undies now and not ruin them. And one of the hashtags we use is the right to wear white because I don't have to pack a tampon and worry that I'm going to wear white slacks beyond Labor Day and then right. have a surprise. It's not going to ever happen to me again. I can wear white all year round. Damn you, Exactly. No more periods. I mean, I'm like, and the problem is what everybody, I mean, admittedly, you know, they get a bit sketchy before they finally go. But once they've gone, it's just so brilliant. It's so good. I'm with younger women and they're scooting off to the toilet every five minutes. I'm like, oh God, I remember it so well. It's awful. Yeah. The cramps, the heavy days. I have replaced um, my period with red wine. So I still actually can't drink red wine and wear white, but um, it's a danger zone, but I'm, I'm a bit of a klutz. But I think, like, I love what you're doing. You're doing this tour. And I want you to tell me a bit about this tour because, um, you know, women do shy away from this topic. And so do men, so do our partners, so do our friends, and so do our healthcare practitioners. And we've done a lot of digging into this. And a lot of healthcare practitioners in Canada are simply not trained in menopause because it isn't yeah. considered a disease and they are more focused on disease related incomes. Um, but I feel like there there is a shift happening where the healthcare system is starting to provide that training. Um, so we are going to be able to talk to our doctors and ask questions. And we need to learn what those symptoms are and what what is a symptom that is menopause and what is a symptom that is actually like a larger concern, like like breast tenderness is a big symptom of menopause for some women. And mm-hmm, when that mm-hmm. happened to me, I had to go for mammograms because they wanted to make sure it was menopause and not breast cancer, obviously. So so it's really important that women understand, like embrace this, but understand it. Yeah, I mean, you're lucky you could go and get one. You know, it's so many mm-hmm. women, especially from, you know, lower incomes, particularly in America. I mean, it's so different here in America, I find it. And it's part of the reason why I'm heading home is the health insurance. I just find it's too much. It doesn't sit right in my heart. You know, I feel, you know, quite a lot of the things you you end up with in America, you know, you get good health care. I even felt bad about having good health care because I, all I could think every time I got treatment was, who who can't afford this? You know, we had a family emergency and it ended up costing, you know, 15000 out of pocket because I didn't understand the healthcare system and went to the wrong hospital and no one told me I was out of network and we ended up with this huge bill. Um, and, and then I just get myself in a pickle worrying about, you know, families can't afford it. Anyway, that's not what we were talking about. But it does, you know, the access to information, particularly mm-hmm. in America, is, you know, is tricky. The UK are actually, I think, one of the driving countries of talking about menopause much more positively. It is, there's, a, there's an amazing TV personality called Davina McCall, who's very popular I over know there. Her. Yeah, she does all the Saturday night, and I actually know her. Um, and she's one of the leading voices about it, make, just talking about it, making it normal. And that's what I do about, you know, talking about sex. But, you know, I do a lot of talks about sex in middle age, and especially sex in the menopause, because that's a huge symptom that really affects mm-hmm. not only the women, but then their relationships, um, you know, and, and people can go one way or the other you know i talk to a room of women and everyone has a different story of what's happened to them in menopause i've yeah. got hornier i've got hornier but i think that's because i've been going through a personal i've separated from my husband um this is how the tour came about as well um 
we've been married for 18 years and together for 23. We moved to America for his career and it was amazing uh, for a good few years. But then we've just gradually lost lost each other along the way. Um, and we finally separated during lockdown, which was oh, brutal. Wow. Wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, no. wouldn't recommend it. But I'm quite, do you know what? I've ended up actually being very proud of us because we, you know, it was a finance thing and a lockdown thing and US is so expensive. We just can afford two places and two bills. So we didn't hate each other. Nothing major had happened. It was just, I was beginning to feel, I'm beginning to realize quite how much of my life I'd put on hold to make sure everybody else's life was um, okay and good. And they needed to be where they're making sure everybody else was okay. And as I started to, I started, it started with the giving up shopping, I think. Um, I found a confidence in myself because I'd managed to give up shopping for a whole year. I did it. And I was Good like, you. the first time in my first time in my life, I remember going, huh, well, look at me. If I could do that, what else could I possibly do? And from that, then I've been in quite a journey. Moving to America obviously would gave me a, a big boost of confidence. And then I've just met so many empowering women in America. Um, and I've just connected with so many women. And I started a hike group um, called Hike Squad. We hiked all the time. So we've climbed volcanoes and mountains and done some of the PCT and just had all these amazing adventures. And I just was very lucky enough to have a little pause in my life where um, to, and move to a different country and sort of like move myself out of life and be able to sort of reinvent myself almost. And now the menopause has come along. And for me, it's just an exciting new chapter. I'm like, yes, come on. You know, I feel like women gain their strength in middle age. You've done your job with everybody else. You know, your kids are grown and uh, are making their way off in the world. And so now it's your turn. The first time since we started our periods, and our bodies, I mean, our bodies change to accommodate somebody else. We're designed to literally accommodate everybody else. That's what we do. Um, and then but put on top of that all the expectations that are put on us as well as the bits that we're <laughs> And then all the shit we heap on ourselves and the guilt and all of those sorts of things. So when you get to the menopause, you usually if you've had children, the kids are maybe leaving home, your periods are finishing. Women are like, We've, done, we've gone through so many chapters in our lives. We're just ready for the next one. And what women do is pivot and spin and make the best yeah. of things. It's just naturally. It's how we, you know, okay, we're not doing that. We, what are we going to do? If something goes wrong. Women generally are like, okay, well, how will we make it work? What should we do about it? We find Problem solution. solvers. So we get to the change, the biggest, best one. And it's life comes about, can be about you again. And I, you know, I don't know, but I see, I look at a lot of relationships around me and the, and the women are, I just get stronger and stronger and are excited and empowered by middle age. And men are like, just want to sit on the sofa and watch a movie. They don't want, women want to go dancing again. And, you know, yeah. men are just like, well, I might just watch TV. Well, let's go to a car show. <laughs> and a car. The women are like, mm. <laughs> and women just a little, I don't know. I wasn't unhappy in my marriage. I was very, very happy for a very long time. But there was a nagging discontent inside. It was just like, it's got to be more. There's more to life, not just me as well. And then Instagram started to grow. Ironically, during lockdown, as I was separating from Guy and going through all that hardness, my confidence was growing at the same time. It was really strange. I felt quite empowered by, you know, being able to finally be honest and think about my life. And then we ended up staying in the house together for the last two years. But during lockdown, my Instagram, which previously had been a lot of fashion-y 
stuff. And I started to do more confidence and positivity stuff to keep everybody going in lockdown. And women just started flocking to Instagram. Um, and we're really looking for a different way of thinking about things and permission. I just found women looking for permission, be it to wear a sparkly turban or wear a spotty top and stripey or whatever it is, or leave their husband or, you know, be bold and leave their job and chase a dream or finally go freelance. I don't know. And But women just really resonate, was resonating with what I was going through. And, and so... Oscar's finally graduated from high school this spring and I I saw a bus by the side of the road one day when the guy was really annoying me when we were still stuck in the same house and I saw this bus and I became obsessed with the idea of buying a bus and I thought maybe you know if he gets that annoying I'll just go and live in the bus and um, then I Oscar's going off for a gap year and I thought what am I going to do with myself I felt like I want to go back to England because mum died I would like to go back and spend some time with dad and I don't know. I don't want to be in. I didn't want to stay in America. It's big and scary and expensive by yourself. So I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy that bus and I'm going to go on tour and I'm going to travel around and I'm going to try and meet some of these followers that I've met online and and build on these connections. And one thing I do quite well is bring people together. So I'm thinking, well, I'll go to these places, hold events and try and pull people together and connect women in their local community, you know, spread the word that middle age is awesome and doesn't have to be bad and then move on to the next town. So that's what I'm doing. So I bought the bus and decided to call it the self-love revolution tour and just go out and see who I meet and see who I find and see what I learn and see what I can share. And so that's what's happening right now. And I've made it to Austin. Wow. <laughs> Where you are. Okay. So tell me what, is the tour like like if I were to attend a day on the tour what can I expect ah well so the events are varying so in Austin we're going to um a local vintage store who a lady who's followed me for a while um I put out a thing on Instagram said anyone got an event space we could use to pull some women together so she's lending me the event space she's got a beautiful backyard and a little um trailer um, the tour is sponsored. So I'm sponsored by a vibrator company called Fun Factory. So they're doing discounts on vibrators. Um, and they give me loads of free samples for goodie bags and stuff. So I, cause I do quite a lot of middle age sort of sex education. Um, and they're really gearing up to produce a new, uh, vibrator and lube and a whole set of stuff for middle aged women for dry vaginas and painful sex. Um, I'm working with Love Mama Tarot is another one of my sponsors. Um, and they, um, I have health and wellness brand for the vagina. Um, amazing brand, absolutely beautiful. So there's a tincture and that really helps with lubrication. And there's all, oh, there's all sorts of, she's got some amazing products in there. And so then we're going to host this evening. We're going to have some drinks. We've got a, a country singer coming to sing. Um, I'm going to share the story of the tour. Um, and I mean, I, cause I'm living it. I don't know. I still get terrible imposter syndrome. I think, does anybody really want to hear about it? But there's something about what I'm doing that just in, seems to ignite people's belief that they could do. They're like, you're just doing it. And I'm like, everybody thinks I'm terribly brave. I don't feel terribly brave. I just feel terribly scared most of the time. I'm, I'm I'm scared to break down. Everything. The bus is not the most reliable. She's she sometimes can be a bit cranky, but 
we've just done 2,300 <laughs> miles, you know, and I've got a series of co-pilots coming for bits and pieces. And then the events, so there's goodie bags, a bit of food. I've got, I'm sponsored by a gin company. I've got more gin in the back. <laughs> and I mean, I'm in, I'm in Texas with a bus full of gin and vibrators. I mean, I'm like, oh. I'm pretty much Bonnie and Clyde on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> you are the party bus. Why are we not doing this interview on the bus? <laughs> you, should, you should have just come over for a drink. I feel like you need to go to Nashville. I am going to Nashville. So Nashville, I'm going to be there. There's an event on the 12th of September, I think. Oh. It's 12th. Yeah. I've and never been, I'm- but I just, I think it's going to be great. You know why? It's now considered the um, the bridesmaid capital of the U.S. because that's where they all go for stagettes. Oh, so you, you're going to be there with your menopause tour showing them. <laughs> Hey, every step after this is just better and better. It's better and better. It just, just, it just have to, I don't know. One of the things I do, cause people always ask me, how do you, are you really always that happy? Well, of course I'm not really always that happy. No. You know, I, there's nothing worse than toxic positivity. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I, you will not find me on the internet telling everybody I'm happy all day. In fact, more people resonate with a post when I'm sitting in the car crying, eating a cake. Um, well, yeah, particularly that's relatable. I I found an incredible power for myself in sharing my journey with everybody. Um, it's helped me, um, you know, talking about mum, I talked a lot about mum when she was sick and that really helped me sharing my story because in turn other people share their stories with me and it's just, I find it such a magical circle. It's like I was saying, everyone says, you're so brave, you're so brave. And I'm like, I'm just scared. But everybody, like, I don't think... I, I could do the tour without my Instagram family just supporting me so much. When I first bought the bus, I bought a one-way ticket to Tucson to go and pick her up. And I got off the plane and walked into the sort of field where she was. And I just took one look at her and sank to my knees in tears because she was so huge. I was like, how the heck am I ever going to drive her? I am so scared. <laughs> do you need a and special guy- license to drive her? No, which is oh, terrifying. Good God, you are Thelma and Louise all on your own. It was wild. <laughs> but so, yeah, so I, I went for a little test drive with a guy who sold it to me. And I said, right, I'm going to stay tonight. And then I'll have another little practice tomorrow. And he said, okay. And I went, I'm too scared. And I, he left for the evening and I was sat down and I recorded something for Instagram. And I was just like, okay, I've done a thing. All this bus, like, oh, fuck, I don't know what, done. it's either a brilliant idea or it's awful. I just know it's a cheat. I just don't know. Anyway, I went to sleep. I necked about three tequilas, went to sleep, woke up the next morning on my phone, just blowing up with people going, fuck yes. Oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. So I went. I completely can do this. And he came back, the guy came around the next morning and I went, I'm off. And he went, you're not going to have another practice drive. And I went, you know what? I can keep practicing. The best thing is if I just, I know how to turn it on, know how to change gear. I've just got to go for it. So he was like, okay. <laughs> and I drove off and I never looked back. <laughs> and he probably I, changed his cell phone number. <laughs> uh, yeah. like, she is crazy. She's going to be calling news. on the side of the road somewhere. <laughs> the other, I love I mean, that you did that. The other funny thing about her, obviously, is she's so she's pink, le- pink and green leopard print from the outside. I mean, she's really crazy, um, and so of course I attract quite a lot of attention wherever I go. And in the RV parks, about six PM, everyone makes themselves a cocktail and they take the dog out for a walk, and everybody has a little walk around. And everyone's it's very, you know, it's very convivial. Everyone's is that the word convivial? 
trying to make myself um, I mean, make it. I think it's worth. It is now. <laughs> um, and everyone has a little chat. So the couple, you know, couple comes by with a cocktail and they go, "Oh, we do love your bus." And I'm like, "Thank you." And the men are always fascinating because it's a Bluebird Wonder Lodge, which is a very it's it's quite a piece of Americana history. They only ever made four thousand of them, and oh. so lots of the men are often very impressed with the with the vintage bus and so then they say what are you doing and i'm like well you know i've left my husband and i'm on a tour around america just like you know empower trying to empower women encourage them to step outside their comfort zone and try new things and embrace middle age and um the wives nearly always high five me when i go well i've left my husband and the wives high five me oh, yeah. and then the husband <laughs> and then the husbands are like okay let's move along let's move yep. along come away Stop do not talk to her don't talk to the crazy lady. Yeah, now Uber you're driver. a crazy lady. Yeah. Now I'm a crazy lady. Yesterday, the Uber driver said, I'm not letting my wife talk to you. You'll influence her into leaving me. Well, maybe try harder. I was like, that's not the plan. The plan no. is just my message is to find your confidence in yourself. It makes you a better partner and a better parent. And mm-hmm. it's better for everybody that way. Like I find it ironic now that if I had stood up for myself more and valued myself more in my relationship and my value in the family, then we would probably still be together. But to me at the time, it just, I don't know. I was just all about making sure that everybody else was okay. Um, and you know, put myself really far down the list. Every, I think every woman does, whether you have kids or not. I think it, like yeah. you said, I love what you said, that our bodies were designed to accommodate. And the biggest pissers that we get into in my house are when I feel so overwhelmed and that I am second or third or fourth mm-hmm. or fifth on the rung and I feel resentment because we got married later in life. And I would mm-hmm. say that because of that, I have more independence in our relationship. I go out, do my own thing. He does his own thing. We do things together. I don't think it's about black and white. No, it's really not. It's so important to have independence in the relationship. Ironically, we did have that. I don't know what it was. I just, I thought I was doing the right thing. I just thought that's what good wives did, you know, and good mothers did. And Yeah, but we're changing that narrative because I think, you oh know, yeah, what makes me, I think really bothered by the whole thing is that we call it a partnership. I have a partner, I have a husband, but all that stuff is not a partnership. It is all on me, you know, like with me running my own business, he's the steady breadwinner. I get that. But that doesn't mean that you can't participate in our life. Like women can juggle so many balls. Well, that's including your husbands. Because <laughs> we're, <laughs> if they're lucky, if you're not too exhausted by the end yeah, of the day, you juggled exactly. everything out. Yep. But uh, yeah, isn't it? It's ironic, really. But um, that's what I mean. That's why middle age is so great, because it just become back to, it comes back to you at the end of the day. And then you're left, the kids have gone, and you're left looking at your husband and thinking, okay, what's next? Yeah. Is it just us? Oh, shit. <laughs> that's either exciting or terrifying. I or think- you need to read rejig it and have you know reinvent yourselves together you know well i think that even goes further back to women who are in their younger years you know i think it's really important that women learn to love to be with themselves and my mom always said if you Mm -hmm. if you don't enjoy your own company no one else is going to because too many women and men and people get into relationships strictly out of the need to not be alone And the danger in that is you lose yourself in that relationship because you've made that everything. And finding Mm -hmm. that confidence, like you said, is so important for 
your later years so that you can really thrive and enjoy yourself. And I just want to go back to, to talking about, you know, people when they see you and, and your message and, you know, there is some fear from men. I, I, I bet you that's legit because they know, they know that they're not pulling their weight and they're worried. Mm-hmm. That, I think so. I think so. But I think, you know, when I think about um, the ageism that we're constantly up against, it is women mm-hmm. as well. We, you know, they are made afraid of getting older by media and the entertainment industry and the things that are said about older women and the caricatures and memes and the way we portray older women as kind of bad shit crazy, you know, mm. and that's not true. I mean, there is some crazy in there and there has to be to do what you're doing to start a business at the age of this or that. Like you have to have some sort yeah. of crazy. And I think what we need to teach women is that getting older, you know, they focus so much on the physicalness of getting older. I don't want to like get wrinkles. I don't want saggy skin. I don't want this. You don't have to have those things. You're going to get wrinkles, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to be weak. You can be strong. But what we should really be focusing on is when you get older, what comes with being older is that wisdom, that confidence, that freedom. I have to tell you, since turning 50 a few years ago, I love that I don't care what I wear. So many less fucks. So many less. less. And it's so freeing. It's so liberating to feel that way. One of my sayings is the zero fucks club because I it is something that literally just happens. It seems I mean I've always been, you know, obviously I'm not not so shy. I've never been particularly um, sh- hid, hidden my light away, but that I just give less, so less fucks. In fact, it makes me worse because I'm like, yeah, I'm bloody got a brilliant. <laughs> like you said, you see my bum on the internet. I'm like, I look bloody brilliant for fifty. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm brilliant for any age. I you know, I love and I I think that's one thing that I really love from social media like we were saying earlier it's the devil and the deep blue sea we know the pitfalls but what i think it has done is given a voice to women that we didn't have before like you can find your people not just women loads of marginalized groups you know you you can find your people on instagram and you can you can watch and you can participate in a community like my i love my community so much everyone's you know so chatty and um and supportive um they know see i People always say I am on TikTok, but I really rarely post anything because I don't. I found it really brutal. People are just mean on TikTok, whereas I really, really? appreciate my in- yeah, I really appreciate my Instagram community so much. But you, yeah. um, I just think women have found a voice, particularly as things like menopause. You know, so if you haven't got a mum to ask questions for, and you know, you can you can find people to follow who inspire you or make you feel better. Like you know, like I guess I do for some people, just you know, show them that there is a different way and. You know, I don't know. I just, I think it's been, a, I think that social media, that aspect of social media is, is, is amazing. I think that's where women really separate themselves from their younger selves. I think when we're young and hopefully like my daughter who's 11, I sort of see it changing with her generation. But I think all along kids have um, been grown up with this philosophy to fit in not stand Mm -hmm. out. And when we get older, we want to stand out or be a part. Like I don't feel the need to Mm -hmm. fit in. There's nothing to fit into anymore for me. The world is changing. Women are changing. We're such a diverse culture. Um, And I, I love that women learn to find their tribe 
in their older years, mm-hmm. not fit in with a group of pre-existing <laughs> notions. We find our tribes and then we, we thrive in that tribe because we are with like-minded women who support each other and, and relate um, to each other. That's the beauty of, I mean, I grew up in the church, um, love it or lo- love it or hate it. But for me, the most, the best aspect of that was sort of, uh, you know, obviously growing up in a community, it doesn't matter what brings you together. Like I, my, my fitness community and, and my hike squad community, you know, being when you're bonded together with common purpose, it's like a girl's weekend, you know, you're in the moment, you, yeah. you, you know, it's really special. Um, and so it's so important to me. Community is just how I have always lived. And, and I'm so happy when I'm in a community. I'm, that's, you know, one of my, you know, be it online, be it, you know, working, doing shit ton of stuff for the PTA, is it volunteering at local festival? You know, I just love pulling people together because I just find such a power in that. I love it. And just people are, we're better together. We're more fun. But, you know, finding your people is, is important, really important. Um, yeah, it changes the way I think that we function and operate. Like if you're in uh-huh. a community that you don't feel supported by, you're probably not going to have the same confidence to aspire and do those things. Whereas, like you said, when you pull together people who are like rah-rah, you just like you feel like you can do anything. It's such a different mindset. So I have this, um, I did a, I used to run clothes swaps for the PTA back in England. And then I started doing it in, in, in Portland. Um, I think you guys call them, Americans call them naked lady parties sometimes or a swish sometimes they're called. What are they? And so I never heard of them. Basically, so you throw a party, I'd throw it in my house. Um, and I just tell everybody, right, sort out all the clothes you're going to give to Goodwill or you're taking to the charity shop or you're, you know, you're getting rid of. The, you know, the thing that you bought, you were going to slim into and you never did or the thing that you should fit you <laughs> that doesn't anymore or just put it all in a bag and I get everybody to drop it at my house. And then on the evening, about a week before the event, and then I get off, I have a whole team of girls who've got it nailed down how we do it. Um, and then we hang everything up. We make it basically like a store. Everybody's oh, passed yeah. off clothes. Yeah. Everybody has throwaway clothes they were fed up with. And we make it look super pretty. And then everybody comes in the evening and always, I would charge maybe $20 for a ticket and a packet of sanitary products, the local uh, period poverty charity. And then... Everybody, I'd give everybody an hour to have a cocktail and look at all the clothes and you're allowed to try things on, but you had to put it back. And then after an hour or after I felt everybody'd had enough to drink, kind of get everybody all up one end of the room and everybody, all women are like, oh my God, oh my God, oh no, this is awful. I'm really, you know, oh no, no, no. I'm like, listen, this is now is not the time to be shy. If you do not run, you won't get it. I blow a whistle or like ring a bell and everybody runs and all these women are running and grabbing all this stuff that they they think they want and then there's like there's about 20 minutes of chaos and then what <laughs> I do used to do was clear out the bedroom and just have a lot it was one giant changing room and then all these women have got arms full of new free clothes and they all go to the changing room and within 20 minutes everyone's in their underwear and they're all trying on these clothes and with every other woman in the room going, oh my God, that looks amazing. Or, oh no, maybe not. And then they'd pass it to the next person. And these women had run and fought for these clothes. And often they just end up going to the woman that, I think this would look better on you. No, this looks, oh my God, you look amazing. Oh my God, you look amazing. And this magic, I call it close swap magic of all these women just telling each other they look fucking brilliant. It's just my favorite 
favorite thing. I love it. It makes me so happy. (laughs) I am totally stealing that idea. We have this like really big mom community and one of the girls in our community is like fabulous for coming up for these fun ideas for us. And so the last time we all got together, we all had to go to Value Village, which is our thrift store, Mm -hmm. like a secondhand store. And we all had to buy one outfit and put it in a Value Village bag. No one could see the bag. And then we all got together and you had to pick a bag and you had to like change in front of everyone and put on your outfit. You had to wear it for the night. And it was so fun. fun. What a wicked idea. (laughs) It's a great idea. You definitely, you know, with 53, almost 54,000 followers, you definitely have a lot of women who are looking to you for this type of positivity and I like that you're, I like what you said about the toxic positivity. Menopause, like marriage, like anything, it's got its ups and it definitely has its downs. But I think it's really important that you're out there doing this because the biggest thing I find is women don't talk about it a lot. And the biggest feeling that they have about it is they feel alone and frightened and a little depressed. And Mm -hmm. these are like, this is when those symptoms can be made worse, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you feel alone and depressed, you might not be as active as you would have been. You might not be going out and seeking opportunities. Like, it's just so great that you are making a show of this and, and showing women that, you know, this part of your life, like I think, call it the back nine, I'm a golfer, but, um, This is where the fun happens. This is where Mm -hmm. I just feel like I have so much confidence in She 2.0. I have so much confidence in all the little things I'm doing. I don't think I would have had that like 20 years ago, to be honest. No, I know. And we just be brave now. You're like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Because you you know that you're getting older and you want to enjoy it. Yeah. If, if whatever it is doesn't work out, it is better to have tried and not bothered. What are you going to do? Lie there at 75 going, God, I really wish I had, I don't know, bought vintage mile being driven across America. Well, just do it. I mean. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure on my deathbed, I'm going to be saying, I wish I had dusted more. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, de- I feel that may not be on the list. Of um, Lou, I have loved talking to you. I, I hope one day you will bring Susie to Canada because oh my God. we really need you up here. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, you never know. You never know what might happen. Well, Look if out. you think it's hot down there, you should see how cold it can be up here. Oh, it's beautiful <laughs> up there though. I've only been to, um, I've done a little bit of BC and I'm dying to go back. Canada is spectacular. Hike's got to be looking at the mountains for, for years. It's on our list, so. Yeah, I hope you make it. And if you do, I hope you I'll call you me call. up. Yeah, we'll do margaritas I together. <laughs> Good luck on booked. the rest of the tour. And I'm going to share mm-hmm. um, your Instagram because I want everyone to follow your tour. Your pictures are mm-hmm. spectacular. I want to hang Thank out you. and drink margaritas in Susie because, like, she's brilliant. Isn't like, she? She's a girl really cave to me, like a total girl cave. <laughs> I know. Every, everything I hang up, I went, well, I would have got that. I, you know, I wouldn't have got away with that at home. I'm like, what am I talking about? See? What's that about? So it's filled <laughs> with everything that wasn't allowed to be out at home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, well, for, it's, for example, look. We're <laughs> a poodle. It's a, it's a <laughs> ceramic poodle on his back legs. I, I will, will leave it at that. 
Who doesn't need Thank you for sharing these wonderful insights. And I can't wait to keep following you on Instagram and on your tour. And I hope we can chat again. Thanks so much, darling. Okay, thank you.